Hey everyone, Chris here. Before we get started on this latest reboot special, a very mild spoiler warning may be appropriate. While we don't give away any major plot details, we do discuss how the new show approaches Quantum Leap lore and aspects of the old show, where it differs and how that might affect the types of leaps that we see. Honestly, it's all pretty much general knowledge at this point, but if you're extremely spoiler-averse, you may want to skip this one. On with the show. This is Scott Bakula, and you're listening to the Quantum Leap Podcast. Theorizing that one could time travel within his own lifetime, Dr. Sam Beckett stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. He awoke to find himself trapped in the past facing mirror images that were not his own and driven by an unknown force to change history for the better. His only guide on this journey is Al, an observer from his own time who appears in the form of a hologram that only Sam can see and hear. And so Dr. Beckett finds himself leaping from life to life, striving to put right what once went wrong and hoping each time that his next leap will be the leap home. You are listening to the Quantum Leap Podcast. This is episode 113, Reboot Teaser Reactions. Welcome to the Quantum Leap Podcast, everyone. I'm Christopher DeFilippis. I'm Alison Pregler. And I'm Matt Dale. And we are bringing you another Reboot Update special. There has been a ton of stuff released in the last week or so. Uh, we've been putting a lot of things on our YouTube channel, but... Um, for a while, we were in like a desert, like we were like the lone oasis in the desert that was the new Quantum Leap in terms of promotion about anything. Like NBC had nothing, Universal had nothing. But what? what is about five days ago, like the worm turned. Now all of the stars are starting to post promos. There are promos coming out um, on official channels. And it seems like everybody's catching up with us. So we thought it would be a good opportunity <laughs> to catch all of you up as well. If, uh, you know, you're not watching the YouTube channel or if this is your primary source for the reboot news, uh, we're going to give you a whole hatful of stuff today. So buckle up. Buckle up, buttercup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ready for a ride into space with Ben. Oh, <laughs> shit, indeed. <laughs> Did you say the S word? We can't bleep that out, surely. We're, we're at a point now that this is going to be problematic for the future. Yeah, is it like we bleep us saying shit, but then it's in the show? Right. Well, here's the thing. Now, this is... Apparently, Ben is going to say, oh, shit. And I always try to edit profanities out of the podcast, but if Ben's catchphrase is, oh shit, instead of, oh boy, I guess we can say shit on the podcast now. So let's get it out of our, out of our system. Shit, 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 shit. Shit, shit, shitty shit. <laughs> See, the now thing, like, I, was, I was so thrown off by this because I thought, like, it, I feel like this has been a long running Quantum Leap joke since it was on the air. What if he said, oh shit, that would be so funny. And then, like, they're yeah. doing it. And then, like, um, I feel so old. It's been so long since I've had a network television you know i watched everything through streaming now that i was like can you say it on tv like i guess i've seen like some 
late night showings of stuff where they could get away with a little more. But I was like, would they just say, oh, shit? Um, but I, I looked it up. I guess in 2012, they had uh, some sort of uh, Supreme Court ruling about uh, <laughs> what the FCC could uh, censor or not. Uh, so a oh, lot wow. of people, so they could say shit now, um, but it's sort of, um, it depends on the network and, and what they want to do and when they're airing it. Everything's a little bit nebulous. A lot of networks still follow the old school way of of censorship, uh, like self-censorship. Uh, anyway, this is a long-winded way of saying, I think they can say shit, and especially because this is the 10 o'clock slot. This is considered a later slot that kids are less likely to watch, so you can get away with more risque things. This still seems very risky. Would it not have been safer if they wanted to go for a more, like, international casting just to have a British lead and then have him say something like, oh, bleeding eck, or one of those things that you can just get away with saying because it's British? If if there was a new leaper and he said, oh, bleeding eck, every week, I would hate him. I would want to punch him in the face. <laughs> Be like, stop saying, oh, bleeding eck, every time. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like the idea of him almost saying, oh, shit, and then it getting, like, I bet it probably will, like, oh, shit, and then cut to the opening credits, or maybe that's how they'll air it sometimes when they're less yes. uh, likely to um, to want to air it in some places. Uh, I, li- I also like the idea of, like, oh, shit, and then he self-censors or changes it to something else depending on the situation. That might be kind of funny. Right, it always ends in the vowel, right? Yeah, modern, modern take on the, I'll be right back. Yeah, you know, like, oh, shh, and then he sees a kid, sugar, you know, like something <laughs> like that. I don't know. So we got the shit talk right up front. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. But that's what everybody's been talking about. It's like, oh, my God, he says, oh, shit. Like, everything on Instagram <laughs> is like, Ray Momo, oh, shit, oh, shit. But one of the trailers, there's two versions out there, and he says, oh, shit, in one of them. And then the other one, he's just saying the uh part. So even the trailer seemed to be trying to cut around the word shit and just have just have a bit of the word. Yeah, I feel like this causes them more problems than than not. Considering, like, even if it's technically allowed, not necessarily kosher in in some networks and some re-airings. And yeah, and then, yeah, exactly. And then when you go to syndication, is it going to be that much more difficult to sell it because it's going to be airing during the day, not outside of Safe Harbor, say, at 10 p.m. on a network, but like on USA Network at 3 o'clock in the afternoon when all the kids are home from school? I, I'm going to call it now. I'm going to say that this will be all of their cold opens, smash cut to the like two-second Quantum Leap intro title, and when they want to censor it, it'll just cut it off. I bet that's exactly what they do. And I'm going to call the fact that, like, the last 10 or 15 years, anytime there's a DVD release, the question is always, does it have the music? Does it have the music? The In the future, it's going to be, does it have the full oh shits? Are they the edited shits? <laughs> I don't know. Do they, the do, edited s- do, they do censored DVD re- or Blu-ray releases anymore? Well, uh, given the way that the entire Quantum Leap on home media history goes... They will accidentally release a censored version of one episode. There will be one. It's going to happen. You got the shitless version? Oh, dang. Yes. No, no. Import it from Germany. That's fine. That, they've got the unedited it's version. It's got the shits restored. Restore the shit cut. <laughs> Hashtag restore the shit. Yeah. Oh, I will Lord. not be watching a shitless version. 
of Quantum Leap. <laughs> I promise there's actually more substantial things going on. I am I am adoring that they're using oh shit. I don't yes. know if it's going to help them in the long run, but I'm not unsupportive of it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's great. It's modern, it's fun. Yeah. Hey, listen, <laughs> we're talking about it, right? So whether yeah. or not they plan to do it, yeah. just Controversy. the Controversy, bring people right. in, they're like, oh, I gotta see this new Leaper say, right. oh shit. Is he gonna say shit? I still remember when the Enterprise D crashed. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that was like, that was all over the trailers and all over, probably all over the internet. I wasn't online at that point, but it, it was all over fandom for years. <gasps> Data said, oh shit. Data said, shit. And I think... I think we got used to the idea that that was funny. Yeah. Mm. So if Data can say it in 1993, I think we're okay yeah. with Dr. Song saying it now. I think him saying, oh shit, too, um, it's in a very humorous way, obviously. But there are, I mean, it's a very flexible exclamation. Like, oh boy, you could do different inflections, although oh boy translates less well to serious stuff. Oh shit, you can definitely say an oh serious, oh, oh, serious oh shit, you know. But um, I feel like in this case, it, there's a lot of stuff, I think, because you can swear you don't necessarily have to. I feel like some of New Trek, they're just like, we can say swears now and then they put like a little too much stink into it and you're like you know you you can pick and choose when you say it you just sound like immature idiots and you sheer fucking hubris all right oh, stop uh, no i was this. gonna say don't don't crap on the hubris line that was good i was that was that was a time eyes. that required it but if it was if that was the only swear they threw in there i feel like it would have had way more impact like she is pissed but because they just peppered it in so much i feel it, it lost a little yeah. of its impact and then you turn into like just trying to be a gritty reboot and i i don't think that this is what um quantum leap is going to do because it is still network television so there's certain things you can get away with but it's not the same as streaming or uh, uh hbo or things like that i think they are going to be um a little bit safer with their language i think everything we're seeing so far suggests this is not a gritty reboot no, no. and <laughs> thank, thank goodness, goodness yes <laughs> all right so do we have do we have the shit out of our system? Can, can All right, we yeah. get some more substantive stuff. Let's do it. I think we'll return to the shit later, but let's let's talk about some other stuff. So now. no, there is there is a, a real structure to this. Thank you, Matt, uh, for providing it um, as usual. Everybody with these uh, reboot specials, it's Matt that is driving the boat uh, when we do this stuff, and it's thanks to him that we have as much information as we do. Um, even beyond that flurry of stuff that's just happened in the last couple of days, he's been steadily amassing so much stuff since we last talked about this on the podcast. Uh, that we want to get a more comprehensive overview of all of the new information that's out there. And you got quite a bit here, dude. There's a lot of action going on. Woo. Hell, I'm, I'm writing a book at the moment for next year. So this is this is, this is the draft of my book that we're reading here. Um, but yeah, <laughs> there, has, there has been a lot of stuff. I'm trying to remember when, when we last spoke about this on mic. I, I think that was around about the time... The, the news broke about the the reshuffle behind the scenes i uh, no it was i i think it was just the the announcement of the redo of the pilot with the jewel heist uh, we okay. were under the impression that it was going to be a new pilot pilot but uh since right. then we've learned that they've actually just shuffled the order around 
Yeah. So, 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 yeah. T- two reshuffles then that have happened since we last spoke. So we've got the the reshuffle of the executive producers, which which I've seen misquoted in a number of places, and some panic that like people have been fired and new people have been brought in. And actually, all it seems to be is that originally it was. Lillian and Winbrandt were the showrunners, with Martin Garrow as one of the executive producers, and recently Martin Garrow was stepped up to become the new showrunner, with Lillian and Winbrandt stepping back to be just part of the EP team. Um, so there, there seems to have been a, a bit of a shuffle behind the scenes, but not quite as a dramatic one as um, as some people might be fearing. And, and one of those kind of reshuffles that probably happens all the time on shows and we're just not paying enough attention to notice because it's still going to be the same the same names. I mean, showrunner isn't usually a credit that actually appears on screen, right? So they'll just still be listed as EPs. Now that I'm thinking about it, did we talk about the the takeover or the switch up behind the scenes? I feel like maybe we did. Maybe I've talked about it. Now we can move on. I mean, that's I don't... if we yeah, if we did, just repeating uh, some of the things we talked about yeah. before. Well, we, um, yes, we're they, getting they up to speed. Some, yeah, they gave some various reasons for this. Uh, there's some, there's lots of little rumors floating around. I don't know if there's an official, official explanation other than I think the network was kind of worried about um, efficiency, getting things running smoothly. Yeah. Uh, they might not have been happy exactly with the creative direction. But again, this is all speculation. Um, but I've, uh, some of my favorite shows started out with different showrunners, and we don't know what the tone really is with them. Um, with the original stuff or the new stuff. So it's not necessarily a bad sign. Just a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes at the moment. Yeah, but I was – I just total, total honesty here. I was thoroughly bummed when I heard already that there was going to be a new pilot. I, we we discussed this on the, on the last reboot special. But then the fact that there was going to be a new showrunner after that, it's just like, what is going on? Is this already doomed before it begins? I was, I was very worried. And it <laughs> doesn't seem like that that's happening. Thank goodness. I just, yeah. I, yeah. It, it gave me, like, Ajita. Uh, oh, why? We've been waiting 30 years for this, and it's already a mess behind the scenes. Why? But- by all indications, everything seems to be running pretty damn smoothly. So, like you said, Allison, maybe it's for the best, and maybe they just decided it's better for the show this way. It's not so much we don't like you, so we're bringing in you as a stopgap. It's more like, no, maybe we're going to have a better production this way for everybody. So, I don't know. I don't know what the reasons are either. I haven't really read any of those rumors. I don't like to dive too deeply into that stuff because at the end of the day, it's counterproductive. The show is going to be the show. And when we get it, we can judge the show on its own merits, regardless of who's running it, regardless of who the big players are behind the scenes. It all comes down to the episodes. And the actors seem amazing. So that's really where it begins and ends for me. And to Alison's point about the the creative direction yeah i think when we last spoke we were very much of the understanding that okay the the original pilot that they spent all that time and money on in vancouver has been trashed and there'll be a new pilot and that since turned out to be uh not not quite the case all all we'd heard was there's a new pilot um but the the existing pilot was pushed back i i think firstly there were rumors that it was going to be two episode three um the latest reports Martin Garrow did an interview a week or so back and said that it was going to be pushed back to around about episode six but the pilot is going out so it it can't be it can't have been so tonally 
against what the network wanted. Otherwise, we'd end up with an episode six that just doesn't fit at all with the rest of the series. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think it'll be like a huge uh, tonal shift or anything. Um, But I feel like part of them keeping it could just be money reasons, not necessarily the network being that happy with it, because obviously they've they've shifted things around. I don't know. Hmm. I'm still very... I'm glad we'll get to see it, because I really wanted to see it. Um, But it's not going to be the same form. They have to do reshoots to kind of restructure it, uh, likely as a flashback, because you just can't get around the fact that the first leap is very specific to a time. Like, Quantum Leap, the original show, pretty much most of the episodes could be shuffled in any order and you can watch them whenever. That's the structure of TV back then. Uh, Except the first leap is pretty firmly the first leap. There's certain ways that it works. Uh, The fact that he's discovering everything and has pretty much almost total amnesia at that point. Um, I imagine Ben will be acting the same way. There's not really a way to pretend that this is something that happened later on. Mm. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be be interesting. (laughs) Yeah, Matt has definite opinions here. (laughs) So just obviously we know I've read a version of the pilot script. I don't know if that's what what was shot but there is definitely i i think i said at the time one of my only concerns about the way that the pilot read was that towards the start there was a a bit of an exposition dump uh from addison and then they kind of just get on their way so to be honest i it's not like genesis it's not or it it was never teased out over a long uh period it is all kind of like oh okay so there's there's leapers and there's time travel and i'm a hologram and here's a hand link and let's get on with it Hmm. and yeah but surely ben is still discovering stuff not necessarily spoon feeding the audience but this is there's not and some of that will come out in performance but in the script the words of the script there's not that much that they would have had to cut to shift it to a later episode it's gonna be weird it's gonna be weird all right so i'm definitely gonna put a mild spoiler warning at the top of this episode because i know that we're discussing stuff that's now in the original pilot script that might never make it to air but i feel like now we've ventured into more substantive plot stuff what that the pilot told you what was going on in the show? I don't know if that's really much of a spoiler, but I mean, I guess if yeah. people care, <laughs> I think that that's that's why I I felt that was okay to to reveal. Yeah. I mean, it is exactly the kind of stuff that Allison's talking about. All I'm saying is that it's it was dealt with a lot less subtly than in Genesis. It was a bit of a yeah an exposition bomb, um, huh. with, with a couple of small follow ups later on that. Yeah, I I suspect they could cut two or three minutes of material and add an extra scene in somewhere back at the project of everyone having tea and biscuits and <laughs> to fill it out to a 45-minute episode. Man, I guess, I guess we'll know in a couple weeks when the first one airs, the jewel heist, if they treat it like this is the first time or not. Uh, this is all weird. I feel like no matter which direction they go to, this is very weird. I th- I'm expecting the jewel heist to be all about the first leap and then... Episode six, yeah, well, maybe to to us knowing what happened, it will be a bit obvious where there is um, where Ben maybe looks a little bit more confused than normal. Mm. Uh, I don't think they'll do it as a a flashback to the first leap or anything smart like but that. It's it's not going to be like a, a like a where where no man has gone before situation where all the costumes and the cast and the aesthetic <laughs> of the show is completely different. Yes. Yet this is episode three Star Trek reference for those who don't know what I'm talking about. But suddenly Ian Wright shows up as a botanist. Right. And, uh, <laughs> 
See, you know what I'm thinking of, and this is a great thing to be thinking of at the moment, Baywatch Nights. All right, so Baywatch Nights was a confusing premise where lifeguard Mitch Buchanan <laughs> became a detective, uh, and people were like, how? How could he be a detective and a lifeguard? And they were like, <laughs> they shot a pilot, and they're like, this is too confusing. So they're like, we're not going to air it first. And they aired it as episode eight with a wraparound where they're like, remember that time in our first case? Do -do 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 -do. And then they do it. <laughs> and then the first episode that they aired first, they just had Hasselhoff talk to the camera like, hey, enjoy our new PI adventures or whatever. Uh, and not only that, uh, there was an episode that reused part of their pitch pilot, and you could tell because they leave in a take where a character calls a character their name in the pitch pilot, which is not the same. It's a whole big mess. Anyway, so what I'm thinking here is maybe we'll see that with Quantum Leap. Maybe they're like, hey, it's me, Raymond Lee. I hope you enjoy our series of time travel and adventures. <laughs> I'm a leaper. You're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> the turn of a cosmic clock. I found myself <laughs> trapped. In yes, it. Yeah. exactly. They've got the script for it. Exactly. <laughs> I, well, you know what? I wonder now if the reason why it's not so measured and spoon-feedy as Genesis was and that conceit of the amnesia so that you can introduce the concepts to Sam at the same time, really slowly and carefully introducing them to the audience. It's 2022. Anyone yeah. who knows Quantum Leap kind of knows the premise. And yeah, I feel like a lot they of people that, who don't know. But I feel like they think they I and I could be wrong here. I haven't watched network TV in a little in a little while. But I feel like they think that audiences are more sophisticated these days and they'll be able to catch on a lot quicker than they originally gave them credit for back in, in the late eighties and early nineties. I think that the TV landscape has changed to where they trust the audience more than they used to. Maybe? Sure. And maybe trust the audience not only more to, to keep up with what's going on on screen, but also to be keeping up with all the discussion that's happening beforehand. There's all the promos that are happening, all the stuff on the internet. It's very hard to, even to be brand new to this, just to turn it on and go, I've never heard of Quantum Leap, but I'm going to watch this and find out what's going on. They can probably assume most of the viewers have read the plotline and the premise, whereas back in 89... Not necessarily the case. Um, there, there was a, that was part of the reason the network wanted to reshuffle, though, was because they thought it was not accessible to new viewers. I think they want more spoon feeding. Hmm. And um, it, I'm not necessarily talking about like um, that I think that they should have more spoon feeding and stuff or that like it's going to be integral through the whole thing. I do think the original pilot uh, for uh, the 89 Quantum Leap is very slow and it's very slow by today's standards and that's just they had a different kind of pacing back then and now that you're up to speed and this is a sequel series um, you don't necessarily want to spend all that time on there especially if it's only 40 minutes and not 90 minutes uh, to really uh, get across your point but I do think part of the fun of a pilot is seeing how these characters begin, where they are, and how they get to where they where they're going. And um, if there's not really much of a difference, so much so that you could just splice these clips into a later episode, and it doesn't seem like the first time. I don't know if I really like that either, to be honest. Well, that might just speak to it being a, a wise decision to shunt it down the line, and maybe the new episode, one, the dualized episode, will be more like what you're hoping. Yeah, maybe. That's certainly my hope. Yeah, that's, this that's might why be a positive thing, you know. Who knows yeah. until it comes out. Yeah. That's just my my thoughts. 
And here's here's we're going off of um a script that Matt read and his interpretation of that yeah. script without having seen the final episode that was produced out of that script. And also we have no idea what goes down in the Jewel Heist episode, except that it's a Jewel Heist episode. So yeah. knowing that they were going to do, quote, a second pilot out of it, they might have substantially retooled what would have been just like a mid-season regular kind of leap yeah. to become the first leap. I think I trust them enough to do at least that. Yeah, I know Mason Alexander or Mason Alexander Park uh, said that they were going to reshoot stuff for the new pilot, uh, mm-hmm. introducing the characters. I this seems vague enough that I don't know if they mean as a new pilot, like everyone's coming onto the team and doing their thing or whatever, or if they are just doing. This is a regular leap, but these are scenes to indicate to the audience this is who they are, this is their function, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I would I would expect it to be that way anyway. Like to join it in in media res almost, like in situ. Like we don't need to have everybody come on and introduce themselves as, "Hey, I'm the new programmer. My name is Ian." <laughs> you know, it's just like, "Oh, call Ian. We need to get Ziggy back online." And then that's yeah. how, you know, you see them at, at their operations and you see magic, you know, holding sway over everybody saying, we got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do this. Yeah. And Addison saying, boo, boo hoo, my fiance is in time. So. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously we're going to be getting um, that opening scene for the Jewel Heist thing to kind of explain the relationship between Addison and uh, and Ben uh, which isn't necessarily like the first time anyone finds out anything is just telling the audience this is what these characters are to each other. Mm, yeah. So we do have some additional information about Addison, do we not, Matt? Yes. So this this one, because so, I've I've just been following uh, information all over the place and not necessarily just the the obvious announcements and some of this stuff just it's just been slipping in here and there very subtly. Um, Addison's surname was confirmed in a uh, an NBC Insider article. It was just it's a very low key article, just saying here's everything we know so far, and uh, Ben Song is a leaper, and Ian Wright is the chief programmer, and and Addison Augustine is the um, is the hologram. So what Addison Augustine? So yeah, Addison has a surname Augustine, which means her surname is not Calavici. To I think some people's distress. Well, I mean, she could. Uh, there could be like a reason for that. Like, I guess that doesn't really mm-hmm. necessarily cut out that theory, though. I it, it might not be. It might be completely bunk to begin with. Uh, she's double A. Yes, Addison Augustine. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. And the fact that um, they've also now officially changed Ben's last name to Song S O N G. Instead of was yeah. uh, how would you pronounce it? Seong the other way. S E O N G. S E. I think it's pronounced pretty much the same. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what we figured out, and then presumably somewhere along the line, someone said, "Look, half the people are going to be pronouncing it wrong. Let's just let's just accept it and anglicize it a bit more." Okay. So yeah, so as as well as that, um, a few weeks back we heard Georgina Riley has been cast as a recurring character, and we. We don't know anything about this. Um, there was nothing in the announcement about who she was playing, but we know from the original casting sheet from months ago uh, that there was a, a mysterious return, uh, recurring character called Janice, who was the the only person that we hadn't heard any casting information about. So 
I, I think we can probably safely assume that if Janice is still part of the, the story arc, um, that Georgina Riley is our Janice. And we still don't know what Janice does. Whoever right? Janice might be. She looks pretty cool. <laughs> I Googled her. She had a lot of fashionable photos. I'm like, ah, she could be this fabulous on the show, please. All right. Well, that's cool. So that's another another piece of, I guess, the, the main cast or the last piece of the main cast slotting into place if your speculation is right, Matt. So yeah. that's cool. And on, on a casting topic... Um, Stuff has started just appearing on IMDb. Like I think people have started listing themselves on IMDb, um, which which we always knew would happen. So I, IMDb has become a mine of information, mostly for extras. Um, there's like the the earthquake episode now has numerous uh, cast members, like troubled family member number one, troubled family member number two, um, and other characters like that. That are obviously just um, yeah, bit performers filling themselves in. Um, but we do have a couple of more directors. Uh, so um, David McWhirter has appeared as the director for episode two. Uh, and Rachel Talalay uh, appeared around about the same time on IMDb as directing episode three. And she also announced it on her own Instagram uh, around about the same time. Now, I mean, the episode numbers, this could be fans filling this in and speculating so i'd say that's all very much up in the air but certainly yeah david mcwerter and rachel talalay definitely appear to have joined the team so that gives us four directors now because we also knew about thor freud and thal directing the jewel heist one and helen shaver uh the the earthquake vancouver pilot mm. i am stoked for rachel talalay yeah right uh, i love the crap out of the tank girl movie <laughs> <laughs> uh i that's don't know one reasons yeah i mean she's directed a lot of uh acclaimed stuff um that's that's one that's uh one of my favorites and uh really had a great unique direction and i'm not sure you know she might uh homogenize it a bit more you know to fit in with a network show but she has the capability to do some really out there stuff and Stephen moffat apparently was very excited about her getting the job he was uh responding to yes. her <laughs> there's fans everywhere did she direct any who she did, yeah. Yeah, she she's directed some of the some of the biggest episodes in the Moffat era, including uh, Moffat's finale and Capaldi's finale. Yeah, she's got some uh, some credits, <laughs> not yeah. just Tank Girl. Since the '90s, she did other yeah. stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, she's <laughs> some real she's done some cred. big stuff recently. <laughs> yeah, she she's um, she's definitely a cat. She's one of those ones that I'm actually surprised the producers aren't making a bigger thing about her involvement. Um, because yeah, in in the right circles, she's yeah, it's she's a big thing to have on board. Oh, I can't wait to see what episode three is. Not knowing what the plot is. Yeah, well, you have a a, a brief episode rundown here. I know it's all speculation, but it seems pretty interesting. Um, episode one, obviously, Jewel Heist. Now you're saying Anastasia Antonia plays a character in episodes three and four. So this is yes. again based off of some of the errant stuff that's just been popping up on IMDb lately. Yeah, this is another IMDb thing. Um so again, who knows if it's if it's the actress herself or a representative's posting that or or an excitable fan. But yeah, the the, the same actress and the same character are appearing two episodes back to back, which just screams two parter to me. 
I mean, it could also be um, but, like because their representatives were like, "Well, you're going to be at the end of the previous episode, saying here's what the next oh, leap is." Uh, I know a few of them from the original uh, show are like be. that. People are credited for two episodes, but really, it's just they were just at the end when Sam leaps in. Yeah, right. So she's going to be in Benzo shit moment. And then she's going to be in the episode proper. Yeah. It's funny. She's credited for two episodes and Raymond Lee is still credited for one. <laughs> well, honestly, I, IMDb at the moment is all over the place because we've got the extras that are obviously from their names, Earthquake extras, yeah. are listed across episode one, episode six and episode zero. Um, and there's two entries on IMDb for the Quantum Leap sequel series, which doesn't help matters. So, um yeah, it's it is a mess, and I think everyone trying to update IMDb is falling over each other uh, with the numbering. So, which is just why, yeah, it's it's all to be taken with a pinch of salt. And an absolutely fair point about Anastasia. Maybe maybe my excitability to hope for a two parter this early on is um, is misplaced. But I mean, it uh, could be either way. Yeah, now that we have yeah. all the back at the project stuff, she could be an integral part behind the scenes at the project somehow. Yeah. So I think that'd be pretty cool. And you list my favorite uh, as one of the next ones. Yeah, so there's um, there's been quite a bit of uh, shuttle launch imagery in the promos. And uh, one of the promos actually shows a very short clip of Ben uh, in some kind of astronaut gear looking like he's about to take off, probably saying, oh, shit. Yeah, um, yeah. it um, definitely I mean, we- looks like a clear, oh, shit. Yeah, and it's yeah. not the was that a clip because I remember parsing that one particular image. He's clearly uh, dressed up as an astronaut in a shuttle setting, yeah. uh, but that was a still picture. It was just a series of still pictures that promo that that led to uh, again. It's one of those. We'll we'll talk about the promos. We promise everybody that's why you're here listening. We know we'll talk about the promos in depth. I just wanted to get some of the you know some of the setup stuff out of the way just to give it all context. Yeah, because the meat's coming. The meat's coming. Don't worry. Yeah, but they do actually. <laughs> they do actually show video of him in a shuttle in one of them. Yeah, it's a very short, very short bit of footage, but it's definitely there's definitely a clip of that and. Also, early on in the run, we believe there's going to be an episode involving 80s cop cars, which could feature in any of these. Um, That's probably the jewel heist, if I had to guess. Probably the jewel heist one, yeah. Uh, We know they've been filming at uh, Union Central Station recently. Again, could be be anything. And uh, apparently shooting something involving large blocks of fake ice so i'm hoping that he ends up at the antarctic or something fake I don't know. ice I'm i don't guess i heard about that. the fake ice thing that's interesting yeah so th- this came from um this was quite early on so this in terms of the production order would have been maybe the second episode uh being filmed after um the, the proper production started uh this was somebody on a, a universal studios tour um Got the photo, and the the tour guide said, "Yeah, yeah, that that massive block of fake ice we're driving past right now is um is being used in Quantum Leap." And someone got a photo of it. Oh, this is coming back to me now. I do kind of recall this. Ooh, yeah. can't wait to see what it. Maybe it's a Christmas special. There we go. Oh, very nice. Christmas in the Antarctic. <laughs> no, he's at that the North Pole. Perfect. He's at the North Pole. He's at the North Pole. He's just getting. <gasps> yes! He's just getting the sleigh ready, and he's I like, "I love oh, this. Listen, do it." it if Bigfoot exists in the Quantum Leap universe, then Santa Claus exists in the Quantum Leap <laughs> reboot universe. 
if they leave him in the freaking Santa Claus in the first season, they have oh. 10 episodes to win people over. You just see people fleeing the show. Everyone but me, like, what are they doing? And I'm like, yes, Santa! Well, there was precedent for it. Sam did leap into Santa during one promo, so... Yeah, the no? fake promo oh, becomes oh, reality. Boy. Why not Ben? Yeah. Santa's like, can these sleepers leave me alone? Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Not again. Oh, uh. um, so, yeah, in, in terms of the, the episode makeup, we still... One source says it's a 10-episode run, and no one's contradicted that. Um, we, we only know enough to maybe put together the vague pieces of five or six episodes so far. So, yeah, we'll have to see. Ooh, exciting stuff. Well, I mean, we have some other hints because uh, there's been some promos coming out. Yeah, some good stuff. So how many are we up to at this point? I know that we had the one that we first broke onto YouTube. It was the only one that was around for a while. We got several tens of thousands of views on that one, if I recall correctly. Yeah, so that was basically the the July teaser. The, that that was the There were two versions of it, but aside from the slight variation... The first one hit 1st of July, and that was the only thing running until um, 3rd of August. So I, I, I've been trying to keep track of this, because obviously there's you know, we, we've heard people saying that they've seen things, and then sometimes it's taken us a couple of days to get it, and then we've got the, the dates that we've uploaded them to the channel. So I don't know, my dating may be a little bit off, but to, to the best of what I've been able to figure out, we had the, the July teaser with the, the clips, the 3rd of August flashes of the logo then a few days later there was the city tv teaser which was just the july teaser with a city tv logo on a few bits of different text and then everything really started going mm-hmm. 26th of august when we started getting some actual footage or faked up leaps whichever they might be mm. real nebulous yeah i i find it very interesting the first one that we got uh, was the Rockstar promo. This is where Ben leaps in and he's uh, at a heavy metal concert uh, backstage and he looks in the mirror and he's a woman. Uh, and um, I found it very interesting that the first one they showed us was a woman leap because I wasn't sure if they would do one that early. It's kind of nebulous uh, what... <sighs> If these are actual leaps or just a concept, like here's kind of what the show is, or um, I think it could be mock-ups of episodes they're going to do but haven't shot yet. Yeah, maybe. It would be weird to see a promo that shows a supposed leap for an upcoming show and then never get that leap. So uh, They kind of did those in the original show, though. Yeah. They would do mock-ups. Yeah. Like, there's one where Sam's looking in the mirror, and then it just keeps changing reflections. And some of them are ones they used on the show, but other ones are just other people. It's like, I don't know who this was. They had the Santa one, like we said, which had that never happened. I think it's a it's a really good way of introducing the concept of, hey, look, he's going to be leaping into these crazy situations. It doesn't have to be somewhere they actually go in the show. Yeah. Oh, I, that would be just so weird to me. It is a confusing way to do it, though, if they're fake, because not a lot of shows do that style of promo anymore. But they do look kind of fake, though. They they look, they don't look like they're part of a real episode. Does that make sense? They they seem to have minimal 
minimal extras, minimal sets. I mean, uh, the the rock concert one is is a black soundstage with a, a few bits and pieces knocking around. Then you've got the the Desert Storm one, which is what well, the the back of a plane and then a blue screen shot. So yeah. it, they they look like they're done on quite a tight budget. Uh, though someone did um, identify, or they think they've identified, the reflection in the Rockstar one as Sierra Hannah, who was a lead in what Power Rangers show? A Power Rangers <laughs> show Power Rangers Rangers Megaforce? Ninja Steel <laughs> and Megaforce? Or she might have just guessed it on Ninja Steel. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, she's had some substantial roles that aren't extras, so... It's feasible if it is her, and it looks really close to her if it's not. Um, yeah. It's feasible if it is her, then she does have a larger guest starring role. And this is a clip from the episode, or they brought her in to do this bit before they actually do the episode proper. Right. Can we stick to that promo for uh, another minute or two? Because there were some things that I believe I heard um, Sam and Dennis on Fate's Wide Wheel discussing on their TikTok channel sure. uh, regarding regarding this sleep. Um, number one, you guys tell me if you've noticed this because I haven't watched it with like earbuds in. I've just seen it like on my phone across the room or whatever. When um, Ray, uh, well, I'm sorry, when Ben in character <laughs> is saying his almost oh shit, um, they said that the, you could almost hear like the Leaper's voice, uh, the Leapy's voice in tandem with it so it's like there's a female voice but somewhere it, in the mix it was the woman i thought i hadn't noticed that but hang on I've right so the, what they now again if you guys haven't heard this is, might be a minor spoiler i'm sorry but um for those listening who who haven't apparently there's no waiting room in this new series and what they're speculating is that the superimposition principle which they talk about maybe ben is going to be somehow coexisting with the leapy in their own life and it's not going to be yeah. just him but it's it's going to be like a like 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 a dual existence while he's there so the leapy might be somehow involved with the leap do you think this could mean um, like more when in the original series they'd sometimes do um point of view shots or not quite point of view shots it's kind of over the shoulder shots from other characters perspectives just to see how uh, ridiculous um, Sam looked talking to thin air do you think they might do something like that with this but actually have the the leapies doing yes, and that's exactly what uh, the fate's wide wheel guy speculated as oh, well okay. it would be right. good for maybe like story beats for comedic beats to actually see the what what you would see if you were looking at 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 Ben you would yeah. see the the yeah. leapy instead it, acting weird. That makes more sense, actually. And that's not something that had ever bothered me about the original series before. But the more I think about it now, the more it does. Um, <laughs> that yeah, those those why is this guy acting so weird? Uh, almost point of view shots. Right. And again, I want to be the leapy. I want to give credit where credit's due. I did not come up with this idea, but when they had mentioned it, it was just so intriguing to me. There was no way that I couldn't just you know scoop it and put it on our show too <laughs> so thanks guys it would give some really good opportunities for um like the likes of um ciara hannah if, if if indeed it is her to be trying to match um raymond lee's performance beyond just standing and looking in a mirror and looking confused um it's well it's my, a good opportunity for some actors 
My only concern about this is how long does this last before it becomes like all of me instead of Quantum Leap? And for those of you who might not know, you guys might not know, All of Me was a movie, I think, in the early 90s with Steve Martin and uh, Lily Tomlin, where Steve Martin... I think Steve Martin's in Lily Tomlin's body, but they're trying to coexist together. And every time he looks in a mirror, he sees her. And Mm. it is one of the greatest physical comedy bits of him teaching himself how to walk with the both of them in the body. Great movie if you haven't seen it. But it was its own thing. Like, I don't know if if that premise would wear very thin on Quantum Leap after... I don't think it's meant to be that... uh... (sighs) The person that he's leaped into is sentient and aware and sharing bodies with him in that way. I think it's supposed to be, unless they decide they want to do some like psycho-synergizing type stuff Mm. and they think the story might be more interesting in a particular episode. I think what they did with this waiting room thing, and I I feel a little uh, mixed on on this decision, Um, I think they're trying to make it more simplified and easy to explain whether they want to do physical things or emotional things or whatever connected with the leapy. You could say that Ben is a 35-year-old man who's perfectly capable, but you could also say that he is... uh, like a small child or, you know, whatever physicality happens to be associated with the person that he's with, or if he's in a blind person, he's blind, or you could kind of finagle it in whatever way you want to, because it's kind of both at the same time. I do think if if they're going to be spending more time at the project, I, I would have liked to see more stuff with the Leapy. That's kind of part of the reason people wanted to see more of the project in the original show. Uh, but it still opens up some interesting opportunities that I think... Uh, could go in a different direction that's still intriguing. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not adverse to it as long as it's done well. And if it explores and expands on the very nature and premise of how a leap works, give me that. Give me that good stuff. There was another promo leap that they did with uh, Desert Storm, 1991. Mm, Yes, and I watched that one very closely before we started today because I wanted to see because – Uh, For those of you who might not have seen them or who need a bit of a refresher, all of these 15-second promos start with a series of headshots of Ben in different get-ups. They're all photoshopped on to varying degrees of good, to be (laughs) honest. It's it's all Raymond's face. It's all Raymond's face, and it goes through a quick montage of that face in in different guises. So I went through the beginning of this Desert Storm one. It looks like the first one in that is him as an astronaut. The mm-hmm. second one, he seems to be wearing a hard hat. So he's at some kind of construction site. It looks like an outdoor construction site. Uh, third one, he's wearing a baseball hat, uh, like, a, like, a, like a batting helmet. Yeah. The fourth one, he's wearing some kind of military cap with uh, like a braiding on the, on the rim. I mean, presumably, this, this sounds to me like a marketing team sitting down and brainstorming and saying, what different hats are right. really obvious in I, I don't think necessarily he'll leap into a construction worker. That's what I what I was going to ask you guys. Like, do you think that these are meant to represent the leap, or is this just to get the idea across that he can be any kind of person at any kind of time? I think one or two are real because we know the the astronaut thing happens. Mm. Um, but I think some of them are just mock ups that would be easy to identify in a really quick flash. 
Yeah. Mm, like one looked like almost like a cowboy hat. It had like a star pattern on the rim, almost like a rodeo clown kind of deal. Yeah, I see. Okay, there's the astronaut. There's a construction worker with goggles. So he's a batting helmet. He's got the Navy uh, hat. He's got uh, earrings in, and which could be a guy or a girl, but just earrings. Um, the one with the kind of cowboy hat, I do wonder if they're thinking about, and I don't know if this is connected at all to anything to do with his family and the immigration storyline they seem to be hinting at. Mm, maybe, maybe he's out in a, in a field somewhere. He's out, you know, somewhere. I, I don't know. I could be just thinking nothing yeah. here. Right. No, but the thing is you could be projecting what you've heard about the show onto some of these images. And that's why I wanted to go through them one by one because Although, <laughs> how much of this is real? You know, then he's got the 80s earphones on. <laughs> if this is a cowboy hat, it does kind of connect with something in one of the promo images. But we'll get to that in a sec. <laughs> yeah. He's got – this is the worst photoshopped one. There's like oh, a, a not, headset oh. in – there's a headset in with some uh, some orange – what are the large things that go earphones they're earphones earphones. yeah this is photoshopped on so poorly i don't want to nag on whoever did this because i'm sure they had to do it really quickly and it flashes by but if you look at it just the single frame it looks pretty bad oh hang on are you you watching the desert i'm i'm looking at the rockstar one frame by frame and so far we've been in sync this was the desert storm one i I was just wondering if they were the same um and so far we've been in sync But after the cowboy hats, I've got him in what looks like a surgeon's scrubs. Yeah, hat. maybe they took out the other one because it looked bad. I don't know. And yet, terrible glasses. That's the next one in the Desert Storm one. They have looks like a scrub oh, okay. hat, and then it goes from that. It goes right to him with a surgical mask on. Yeah, so why is it weird? So it's like he's a surgeon's. Twice. I think maybe. <laughs> I think maybe it's not a surgical hat, but like a um. Uh, food handling. Oh cap, yeah, okay. you know, like could maybe be. he's out in a fish market or something. Okay, <laughs> maybe right. they got stuff like that. That could be what it is. Anyway, he's got to be it would clean. Seem weird to do the like the the surgeon right after what seems to be Doctor Scrubs, or he could be a scientist. Maybe you know anything you'd have to keep your hair back. Yep, yep. He's got glasses. Science. He's a nerd. <laughs> after the badly photoshopped on glasses, the one after that is a fireman from the looks of it. Yeah, I see. I no, I well, see another one, one where that. it's like a, a hard hat, like a military hat again, but it's different than like an, he's almost like a grunt, like an infantryman. Like it's almost looks like a World War II helmet. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Very old looking, and then the fireman, and then I, I've got definitely surgical scrubs with the mask on, um, and then the World War One. Okay, I'm going to have to do a, a, an analysis at Quantum Leap Info. I, I think, yeah, it, it, this needs all the screen grabs doing, because, yeah, then there's the World yeah. War One one. And, the, and these are all then, from the Desert Storm one, by the way. Then he's in a call center or something with terribly photoshopped on uh, headset. Okay, that was the one you were talking about with the orange. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I see I, I see headset, I think, call center. That's... That guy's, I'm sorry, I, I lived through that time. He's not at a call center. He's just wearing a Walkman. <laughs> those yeah, are what, no, those I, I are what earbuds that... used to look like. <laughs> It's um no th- this is what twenty years of working in customer service will do to you. I I see a headset. I think customer service. That's just oh yeah no they that's to, just me. They that's my bias like that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think then, you're right. Uh, it's probably a Walkman. They're just yeah. earphones. <laughs> but they are they are very badly pasted on. I said headset, um, but I meant earphones. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, but yeah, so I think it's interesting. Um, you guys uh, are a little bit more in the weeds on this stuff a lot, uh, a lot of the time than I am. And Allison, there's one that you said that that weird looking cowboy hat one ties into something specific that you think we've seen in another 
trailer or another part of this trailer or what? Some of the interviews, uh, I believe with Martin Garrow, um, it could have been with uh, Stephen Lillian or one of the previous showrunners. But um, yeah, they were talking about the fact that uh, Ben's family, uh, South Korean, um, were immigrants. Like he's an American, but they his family are immigrants and it's an immigration story as part of it. So I do wonder if maybe, you know, he could leap into South Korea or one of his parents or, you know, some sort of thing that's some sort of backstory there. But this is all a very close headshot. I'm just, you know, guessing like, I don't know, maybe if someone was outside wearing a hat, <laughs> maybe they'd be <laughs> out in, so- I don't know what South Korea looks like. I could be just thinking nothing here. Right, right. Well, we're just striving to make connections, which is cool. And this is why, um, again, because you guys seem to think, uh, and with good reason, as we just discussed, that sort of the quick and dirty nature of these promos, even though we're loving to see them, are they representative of real leaps? So is anything we're seeing here going to make it onto the show proper? Or is this just proof of concept? This is kind of what you might get when you watch the show. Everybody come see this new Quantum Leap. Hey, isn't Ben handsome? I think the the only thing that we can rely on so far as likely to be in the show, and this is, I'm sure, something we're going to be coming on to talk about, is the poster art that we've seen which has a lot of elements in it, well, a couple of which we know are definitely from the show. <laughs> that that I'm more inclined to think is tied into leaps rather than these the, the visual stuff. I think that's I think it's I think it's the opposite I think it's the opposite well, the, the poster um, I take more literally. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to get into the poster in a second here, but um what we can tell from this this little flash of him and all these different guys is um the astronaut one, which we know is one they're going to do because there's video footage of it, is photoshopped on. It doesn't look that if you look at it as a freeze frame, you can tell they've they've pasted this uh, costume around him. So it's possible these are all mock-ups of things that they're planning to do. Hmm. All right. Well, that's interesting. Now, I know that um, we did get some what appeared to be more on set looking pictures like actual production stills or even scenes on that other promo that I was talking about where it's just like a series of pictures and maybe some slight video swooping by from, uh, I guess, from left to right. And then the whole image turns in on itself into like that time tunnel motif that they have now for this series. And the Quantum Leap logo comes up. So that one definitely had some shuttle footage and him as an astronaut. And it looked like it was a real on-set kind of deal. He's also wearing a members-only jacket in that. And oh, then, okay. I didn't notice that. Yeah, that's the first. That's the first bit when it comes up. He's on the street wearing a members-only jacket, and then it shows a shot of the shuttle, and then it shows a close-up of him as an astronaut in the shuttle. And then right. um, after that, all way off to the left, you get from that first promo the him just in the in the accelerator chamber with the leap effect coming on. Oh, all right. Yeah, and then it swoops, you know, then the whole image inverts and it becomes the time tunnel and what I just said. So, those were the things I were I was able to pick out of that. So that's why I know that the astronaut one is, you know, more than likely something that we're going to see. Yeah. I did want to swing back to Desert Storm real quick. Uh, sure, so sure. The the label on that. Uh, the, first of all, here's the the whole promo from start to finish. He leaps into someone on a helicopter uh, in the middle of Desert Storm in 1991. It says 1991 Kuwait, and he uh, he leaps out of the plane. <laughs> he leaps uh, with everyone else going, "Oh shit!" 
after uh oh he he sees his reflection in the the glasses of one of the guys there um some people have been picking this apart they did not do drops from helicopters like that with people um someone left a list uh saying all of the airdrops from the u.s uh, troops during that time and in 1991 there was only two one of which was a supply drop and they were both in iraq and not in in kuwait so it seems to be in some inconsistencies as well as the uniform doesn't seem to be period accurate but I think, was it Albie that said, oh, just obviously a secret mission? There we go. It could yep, be done. a secret mission. <laughs> it's a secret mission. If this is yeah. just promo fodder rather than an actual episode, it could just be bad research. Yeah, honestly, uh, uh, it may be that they're like, we're going to do a Desert Storm episode. Uh, I don't know, just do something that seems Desert Stormy? Yeah. Mm, possibly. I don't know. There's some screening going on <laughs> when he flies out of the plane. Going, yeah. Oh shit! I don't know. I just don't know. It made me laugh a lot, though. I enjoyed it greatly. I liked it. I liked it. All. <laughs> but that's the one circling back to the the start and the the oh shit discussion. That that's the one. There are two edits floating around. One of which he says oh shit, and then the other one just takes the ah part, and it remains right. to be seen if this does appear in an episode. If he says the whole word shit. While you're free-falling like that, would you pronounce the T? That's the question. I don't know. <laughs> I think I would. <laughs> I just don't know. This is the promo getting the most attention, by the way. Both of them yeah. are on Twitter now uh, on our account, at uh, Quantum Leap Pod. And um, a few other people have posted them. And yeah, the Desert Storm one is the one that the most people are retweeting and interacting with. Yeah, to me, it's surreal that, like I was talking about at the top of the show, for the longest time, we were the only outlet airing this stuff uh, on, you know, video, either on Twitter or on our YouTube channel, and just like being a, a sort of a clearinghouse for that. So as a result, now that all of these articles are starting to drop from all these media outlets looking for stuff to put on their site, our logo keeps popping up quite a bit. <laughs> and I love seeing it. I don't know. I think only one of them has directly called us out by name as a source for this stuff, but it's still neat to see. Yeah, you know, honestly, I'm just glad like people are sharing it. I mean, we didn't make the promo, obviously. It's nice that we're getting attention, but I'm I'm just glad that it's getting to more eyeballs because until very recently, no official channels have been posting them. It's just us. So um, I, I think NBC and Universal's um, Twitter accounts have posted a couple of them. Not all of them, but uh, they have started posting some things. Uh, including, I believe, the new promo art that they released. Yes, that, that, that seems to have been where the online side has... has finally started kicking into action yeah why don't you tell us about the promo art unless we got more uh, teaser stuff yeah i think that's it so we, yeah there's been um there's been a couple of variations of the promo art but uh was it august 31st i think the uh things started dropping um mainly two different versions uh a 16.9 format and then more of a um mobile phone lock screen friendly kind of format of Ben jumping towards us, a uh, big action shot um, with lots of 80s and and earlier, um, but most, <laughs> mostly 80s symbolism uh, around him. And that's some of the stuff, Like I think, because of the... Um, w- one of the things is the shuttle in the background, but another one of them is uh, the, the newsstand that was in the Vancouver pilot. Mm-hmm. And that's what made me think this, this is actually from some people who've been given some photographic references of the episodes that have been filmed 
possibly pulling in some literal stuff. For sure, there's some very generic stuff. There's things like roller skates in there and yeah, an computer. 80s computer. But yeah. Uh, yeah. But, there's some stuff to unpack with this thing. Yes. There's, yeah. I had my eyeballs glued to it. I'm like that little gif of SpongeBob and Patrick with their eyeballs right on the screen. <laughs> What's here? <laughs> so there's a lot going on here. First of all, I love this promo art because it's got some color in it. Yeah, I don't want to be down on them too much on the previous promo art. It was gl- I was glad to see it. Um, but it's people standing on a gray backdrop wearing beige and gray. Even the project looked beige. I don't know why there's such a focus on that when Quantum Leap, especially the project stuff, is so colorful. Um, so it was great to see uh, this really lively promo. Um, it seems also they've they've streamlined the uh, font for the logo as well. It might still be shifting. I figured it would be shifting as they go. Uh, but yeah, there's lots of stuff here. Um, there's stuff that I, I wonder how much is going to be real leaps and how much is going to, is just there like this indicates time travel. Cause some of it is real. Like you said, there's the shuttle, there's the, um, the clock. There's also a picture that someone posted on Instagram from, uh, someone on the crew, uh, that showed what appeared to be a boxing match going on. So the boxing gloves are, yeah. is something they're going to include. Um, but I don't know about, there is a lot of things that are not within Ben's lifetime. There's a car here that's 20s or 30s, maybe, which someone could own feasibly. It could be a classic car that they own that could explain that, but um, that's not- But uh, why Why would you put that in a poster? It's, it's misleading. It's unnecessarily yeah. confusing, unless yeah. the hint is that they will be traveling to that time. Yeah. There's, um, there's cowboys- which yeah. again, you could say like maybe it's a movie, maybe it's some other reason why there's cowboys. Um, but there's also like a biplane. How do you explain the biplane yeah. in the background? <laughs> so much fun. Leaving into the Wright brothers. Now, guys, you got. <laughs> I'm confused here. If you see on the on the left, you have the the shot of the shuttle over um, Ben's shoulder, right? It's taking off. This gantry is there and everything. But then yeah. you go to the right, and is that a shuttle again? That's like behind the disco ball and the cowboy, or is that like a dustbuster? Is that an homage to Back to the Future 2? <laughs> no, it's a bullet train, I believe. Yeah. Oh, is that what that yeah. is? Okay. Yeah. It just looks so it weird It looks futuristic. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, there's a bullet train. Also, the disco ball confuses me, because disco's uh, biggest era, it did go into the 80s, but not... I mean, it, Ben would have been mid-80s, at least, when he's born, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you would go early enough into disco. I think the roller skates are very 70s. Yeah. yeah, that feels very 70s to me, too, like roller disco type stuff. That could be just... Um, uh, whichever artist put this together... Maybe being a bit on the younger side and being like, ah, seventies, eighties, it's all the same. It's all like, it's what yeah. my parents did. Well, whatever. See, um, the, fir- the first time I looked at this, I wasn't paying too close attention. I just saw the cowboys, and I thought maybe you know they do like one exception, which I'm fine with occasionally. I don't mind if they break the rules occasionally. I don't want like every week to be so vastly different in time. But if like. Once a season, maybe even less than that, they're like, let's do something wacky and outside of the rules. I wouldn't mind that. I would like to see a proper cowboy leap, to be honest. If they did it like a season finale, or like at the very end, he leaps into cowboy times, that'd be fun. 
Well, we yeah. had we had speculated that one way to expand the scope of the show, but which would kind of pretty much destroy the central premise, would be that he is just constrained by the people he leaps into, which means that he could leap anywhere as long as the person is maybe still alive in our time. Um, maybe he can go back as mm. far as, as they are since, and especially if they're not going to be in the waiting room per se, but he's going to be coexisting with them. Perhaps maybe that gives him the ability to travel beyond his own lifetime. I don't know if I'd like that because then the show becomes a much more just generic time travel show instead of, um, what I think the original quantum leap really wanted to be, which was an exploration of our recent history and examining where we are. And how we've gotten here, as opposed to, mm. oh, he's a Roman soldier this week. Oh, no, he's on the astro- he's an astronaut this week. Oh, no, you know, whatever wacky thing you want to say, watch, watch out for that dinosaur, Ben. You know, it's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. When <gasps> you start dinosaur getting like. Leap. <laughs> <laughs> when you start, it would be fun once, maybe once to see, you know, a dinosaur leap. But it this was the reasons, um, one of the reasons that Donald Belisario um, put this rule in place in addition to budget, which would still be a concern. Um, you, you just get to a point outside of relatability when you get to some eras. There's some things where it's like, it's less within living memory and, and becomes less about the human side of it and more about here's some wacky time travel shenanigans, Mm -hmm. which you can do occasionally because it is a time travel show, but at its heart, it really is a story about people. Yeah. And I want to maybe, Let's, God, just dismiss the idea that it's going to be anything but like the original series in that aspect, because then to me, it is fundamentally not Quantum Leap. If they can just go anywhere, anytime, then you're going to have like, we always like to say we have sort of the stock plots. You got the boxer plot and you got the biker plot and you get, you know, and Quantum Leap did all of them. If it becomes a generic time travel show, you're going to have like the gladiator plot and you're going to have the Pearl Harbor plot. You're going to, you know, (laughs) it's just like, you know, there's going to be a caveman plot. (laughs) It's like, I don't, I don't need to see this. So I mean, eh, we'll you could still make this work a bit if, if you're very clever with it and that like throughout time, people are still people, you know, there's, there's something that connects people together throughout time and space and location. Mm. They're going to be very worldly this time around. That's something that Deborah Pratt was saying. She wanted things that weren't just within the United States. And it seems like they are branching out a little bit in that way. Uh, I don't know about this. Um, there's there's some things in this promo I would like to see. I feel like a lot of it is like, how do we demonstrate history here? Yeah. yeah. To me, this is all visual shorthand stuff, and I hope half of it doesn't make it onto the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think one of the cutest things about it is uh, there's a taxi cab with a little ad on top, on the little bumper yes. on top, and it says, Ziggy Watches. Anytime, anyplace. <laughs> is that what I – I couldn't figure that out. So it's it's a watch ad. Yeah, and uh, there's a watch there. Someone identified on Twitter what watch that is, by the way. It's a Swatch watch. <laughs> oh, of okay. course, because nothing says 80s like a Swatch watch. <laughs> it's a Swatch watch, but it's a Ziggy watch. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like it's a brand, Ziggy watches. That's very funny to me. And if you look at the yeah. picture of the actual watch, it's like, it's kind of colorful. I feel like that's evocative of the Ziggy color scheme. Uh, a little bit, which I I wanted to see a bit more of in the shots of the project. We'll see how the finished product looks. But there's two versions of the uh, horizontal one. Um, there's there's one that's a bit more squidged up, where that that advert is completely covered up by the logo, 
and everything's a little bit moved around and the boxing gloves also cover up something else that I want to come back to, um, which is not visible on the vertical one either, uh, which is uh, the sign on the the taxi cab I've just lost it now uh, which is the sign on the taxi cab um, that advert also says on the back 95Q4 which I, I don't know I, I have my theories on what that means I mean it's definitely if it's anything at all it's an easter egg rather than any kind of hint about the show what What do you think it is? well 95 is when Sam leaped yeah? yeah but what does Q4 mean? well Q quantum 4 April, which is probably when he leapt. <laughs> you think this is really what this is? I, I honestly think there's a, a nerd in the art department that's done that. Do, oh, I'm just stoked. Do we get nerdy little Easter eggs? Do they give I, us quantum leap fans, us leapers, nerdy little Easter eggs? I, I hope so. But but let's face it, the reality is it's probably just a string of letters and numbers and I've been losing sleep over it and it's just like, oh, I'm just going to mash the keyboard and see what comes out. But 95Q4. You know what? If it if it wasn't intentional, retroactively. Yeah. Kind of hinting. Look at what the computer screen says on the, on the bottom right corner of the screen. Searching. Searching for Sam? Yeah, searching for Sam, searching for Ben. I didn't think of that. That's, yeah. yeah. Also, the the whole we can't ignore the whole punt. Time to remake history. Yes. <laughs> you know what? I love this ad more. I love this ad even more now. Now I have a wild theory. This is a very very subtle way of them saying that Scott is going to be back. He might be back for more than we think. And since Scott is now leaping himself, since Sam is now leaping himself, he can go to any place, any time. He's not constrained by his own lifetime. So he waylays oh, Ben like, and he brings cowboy times exactly, now. and he brings him onto a biplane. Right, so so yeah. so that's wow. it. Ben leaps in and he's on the back of a biplane and he just sees the back of a head. And guess who turns around? If that was Sam's reveal, he was in a biplane like fucking Snoopy's alter ego. Amazing, and he sees. He sees Ben and says, oh boy. Right. Oh boy. Right. There's oh boy versus oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, it'd be so funny if they got Sam to say oh shit. Um, they, they overlap. He says oh boy and then right. Ben says oh yes. shit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, no, that. I have no doubt in my mind that Sam is going to appear at some point. And we've at said this point, before. Yeah. But like people are saying like, you'll, it's never quantum leap without Sam. And I can't believe you didn't get Scott Bakula involved. It's like, calm down. Calm down yeah, for exactly. just a second. <laughs> He'll be I, there. He's not a main character, although it would be great if he is. But the whole point is they're searching for him. So I feel like it'll probably be a season finale type thing, like a cliffhanger, you know, something like that. I have no doubt he's going to be in it. I don't think any of us really do. I just think people like to complain online because online, (laughs) because it just makes them feel good about themselves somehow to bitch about something that we all obviously know is going to come to pass. It's like, just shut up. Stop now. Anyway, lots of good things to unpack with this. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just more fun than anything else. Like, I'm almost, uh, (laughs) I shouldn't say this, but I think we're having more fun than the show might give us (laughs) after all said and done. (laughs) 
here's the thing about these new promo ads. I do love that they're having fun because so far what we had seen was very serious. Um, mm. And it kind of went in the opposite direction. These are full on wacky promos that they're yeah. showing. But I guess some of the stuff was serious before, too. This is just showing a different side. I feel like the key here is just finding the balance because Quantum Leap was a very funny and a very serious show. And if you mm. go too far in one direction or the other, uh, then it tends to kind of lose something so um if they could just find that balance great um but i am glad that they're showing more personality because i i was real afraid that it would just be too serious and and that can get kind of boring sometimes so fingers crossed yeah i'm i'm feeling very optimistic from this 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 last week or so's round of promos it's good stuff. Yeah. Very good stuff. Lots of whimsy. And uh, I'm, I'm liking the fact that they're leaning into more of the goofy aspects that we all love as leapers because that's yeah. what's going to bring people in. This, this seems funny and interesting, not this seems serious and earthquakey. Well, and a lot of sh- a lot of Quantum Leap episodes too were like, "This is very funny because Sam is just you know trundling through whatever he's got to do." Like, I don't know what I'm doing here. And then all of a sudden, it would be like, "Oh yeah, but this person's gonna die in 24 hours." And then it's like, "Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> now it's kind of serious." But it also these 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 new promo images and the trailers that we're seeing really lean into an aspect of um Raymond Lee that I've noticed on his his social media accounts. He just seems to be like a really funny dude. And he does. You know, he just seems like he's got a lot of personality, a lot of sense of humor, and if you know they they gotta tap into that. Just his natural charisma and just his natural ability to to make you smile. I think these promos go a long way of highlighting what might be one of his natural strengths, which is great because not everybody can sing and dance and swoon like Scott. So, <laughs> you know what? I think Raymond Lee can sing and dance and swoon too. You know, you got to have a real jack of all trades if you're going to be the lead of Quantum Leap. And uh, they had yeah. to have taken that into account. So I can't wait to see all the different facets of his performance. Oh, God. I'm so glad we were able to do this. I'm so glad we were able to get um, all these these new facts out to all you guys. And oh, it's going to be such an exciting month. Such an exciting. Thanks for month. compiling all this stuff, Matt. By the way, very concise, Anytime. very informative. This is my happy place. You know, I love uh, research. This is good stuff. You know what I love? I love hearing from our listeners. So if you Woo! would like to tell us <laughs> what you think of these promos, of any of these uh, these these posters that have been coming out, there are many ways that you can reach us here on the Quantum Leap Podcast. You can drop us a line at P.O. Box 542, Bayport, New York, 11705. You can get us by phone at 707-847-6682. You can email us at quantumleappodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash quantumleappodcast. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quantumleappod. And you can always go that extra mile and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash quantumleappodcast. Just remember that we may use your response on an upcoming episode of the Quantum Leap podcast. And I I'm do you think this might be our last um reboot special before the actual airing or uh, are we hoping for a lot more to come out so that we are doing these almost weekly up until the show premieres? I don't know which I want more. I mean for sure that I I'm expecting a lot more news to drop or leak out over the next couple of weeks and I'll be doing the weekly video updates every Friday just to to keep everyone informed that'll be on our youtube channel 
whether or not there'll be anything worth discussing. I'm, I'm sure there's there's going to be a proper full length trailer with a bunch of clips. Sure. Oh so maybe yeah, we could you're right. Chat about that. Yeah, we're going to have to do that. That's for sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I forgot to mention the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the quantum leap podcast. So any of this stuff that drops, we try to have it up within 24 hours, if not sooner. We have poor Albie. He's like taping NBC every night just in case <laughs> oh, something <man>. new. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have any of this stuff without Albie. Like yeah. he's uh, really on top of this. And uh, yeah, and he's been updating the YouTube channel, putting things together. Um, and Matt's been doing uh, his update videos. Lots of good stuff going on there. Um, I know also we have interviews already lined up with people mm. from the new show. I don't know if we announced that. Um, there's already been some recorded that are going to be dropped uh, as we're doing the episodes, I believe. Could be uh, corrected later. but And we have two people who have said, yes, they definitely want to be on the show. Uh, they are just now working with me on finding a time that works for them. I don't want to say any names just in case it falls through, but let's put it this way. They're currently very, very, very busy with production of a show called Quantum Leap. So uh, <laughs> they have to pick and choose the times that they can talk to our show. Um, sure. So mm. it gives you uh, maybe an indication of the level of the people we're hoping to get on for you. So um, once we do have stuff confirmed, we will for sure be shouting it from the rooftops. I uh, just don't want to jinx anything. So, so yeah, lots of good stuff to look forward to. And that's right. We are going to get a full-length trailer any day now. And we're going to do another special, like picking that apart. That's another two hours of content right there. So, <laughs> <laughs> Be going over the second, like, what's going on in the background of this one? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm looking forward to everything that we get to see. And it's going to be the 19th, what is it, 29th or the 19th? It's the 19th. 19th. It's 15 days. We got two weeks and a day before new QL content on our eyeballs. Wow. And actually, by the time this drops, it's going to be two weeks. Exactly. So. Yes. All right, guys. So, yeah, we'll see you again for the uh, full-length trailer whenever that comes out. Uh, until then, we'll be putting out uh, our regular shows. I think Search and Rescue is next up in the queue, and then we go weekly, and we start in good, on guys. the series proper. It's yeah. going to be so oh, – I can't wait. Until that time, everyone, I have been Christopher DeFilippis. I've been Allison Pregler. And I've been Matt Dale. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Quantum Leap podcast, hosted by Allison, Matt, and Chris, with voice talent and contributions from Hayden McQueenie and Zoe Dean. Visit us at quantumleappodcast.com. To support the show, please go to patreon.com slash quantumleappodcast. The executive producer of the Quantum Leap podcast is Albert Burge. Christopher DeFilippis and Hayden McQueenie are the co-executive producers. Special thanks to our producers, Joshua Burwald, Jeff Kiska, Craig Riedler, Cosplay Dad, Charles Allen Gossard, and Morgan Felden. The thoughts expressed on this podcast are those of the individual, and do not necessarily represent those of the Quantum Leap podcast, its partners, or affiliates. The Quantum Leap universe and all it contains is the property of Belisarius Productions and Universal Television. The Quantum Leap podcast is not affiliated with Belisarius Productions or Universal Television, and no copyright infringement is intended. Please visit Baronspace.com for this and other amazing content. The Quantum Leap podcast is a Baron Space production. Got mine rolling. My soggy cat sleeping. In your now soggy lap? No, I put her in the chair next to me, so... 
A, it's easier for me to be close to the microphone, and B, uh, you don't hear her uh, purring, and uh, C, uh, my lap doesn't get soaking wet <laughs> from my soggy cats. Wet cat. Good wet cat. thinking. All right. Oh, hello, Scully. You're here, too. Oh, my God. It's a cat party. <laughs> Jesus. I'm so left out. All right. Who's ready for some uh, claps? Always. Three, two... We're always ready for the clap. <laughs> <laughs> a dropper named Clapper? Yeah. <laughs> Careful, there's not a cure for that in 1940-something. Yeah. <laughs> Allison, how ribbled. The second Ben says, oh shit, this whole podcast goes blue. All right. <laughs> Clapping in three, two, one. Let's just accept it and anglicize it a bit more. Hmm. Okay. All right, so that's... that's And there's... So, go for it, Ben. Go ahead. Yeah. So <laughs> as well as <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. Um I, I don't think it's meant to be like um he is both people at once. Actually real quick, can we stop and save this because I'm hearing some thunder and I really don't want to lose what we've recorded yeah, is so that, far. Is that, sure. I, I could hear that. Was that is yeah. that on your end? It's okay. on my end. Oh, wow. Let, let's stop and save real quick. Okay. Yeah, sure. All right, I've started a second recording. Thanks for bearing with me here. No problem. Okay, this is part right. two. Yep, I'm good. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! That scared me. <laughs> We're here with you, Allison. Just you guys- can use it in the recording if you want. <laughs> and they think the story might be more interesting in a particular episode. <laughs> wow, we, we need to see some drop-ins from the end of Blood Moon or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't hold up your knife, okay, Allison? <laughs> <laughs> give me that. Give me that good stuff. I love it. Are you going to be washed away, Allison? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna, It's pouring outside. <laughs> all right. Throw so. ash out. Get him wet all over. <laughs> I'm not out in it. It's okay. About what happened then to know how accurate this is. This seems to be other uh, military folks on Twitter judging from their avatars and such. If you hear this thunder, please, <laughs> please know I, I, I may be I may be dying for anyone who's listening. Yeah, this this podcast is dedicated to the memory of uh, Allison. I may get zapped and then switch places, and then I'm going to be in the imaging chamber, and then anyway. You got the shitless version? Aw, oh, dang!